Hey guys, it's your girl Booney. You're listening to episode 178 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Support for today's episode comes from Dame Products, a sexual wellness brand set on design-forward, community-based pleasure education. What I love about this brand, guys, is it has a mission to help close the pleasure gap for people with vulvas. And as a Booney Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code Booney, all caps. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on thebooneybreakdown.com. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, I am excited because we have our responsible fave on this week. The homie KG is here for this week's episode. We talk about what will life look like after the pandemic? Are we over it? Is it done? Like what's happening here? We also talk about the effects of social media and try to pinpoint exactly what year social media took over all of our lives. <laughs> so stick around for this irresponsible fun. Maybe the, the the episode gives me a little 60 minutes vibe. Okay. Because <laughs> we recorded this early on a Sunday morning. <laughs> so it gives me a little 60 minutes, but it's good. So stick around for the conversation. All right, let's hop into my pick of the week. This week, the pick of the week is if you have Netflix, you need to check out the Upshaws on Netflix. It has Wanda Sykes, Kim Fields, um, Mike Epps. This shit is fucking hilarious. It is a sitcom that I didn't know I needed in my life. They cuss, they say nigga, they say fuck, they say shit. It is great to watch. It is not the traditional family unit that we're used to seeing on a sitcom, which is great. And um, I think they pulled off a really good cliffhanger. A really, really good cliffhanger. So if you have not, check out the Upshaws. I think it's like 10 episodes on Netflix. Really, really good. Really, really funny. And you will enjoy it. All right, guys. uh, Housekeeping. Feedback from last week's episode 177, Damn the Dior and Fix Your Goddamn Teeth. It was a solo episode with myself. As I'm saying the title... I'm fucking ridiculous, guys. <laughs> but this shit is true. Fix your teeth. Somebody said, Booney, thank you so much for saying what needed to be said. Um, and uh, I totally agree. It burns me up. Like you are designer down, but your teeth are terrible. Use some of that money. It's just going to cost you one bag to get your teeth fixed. So thank you for rocking with me, guys. It, it really is a pet peeve because as this listener said, the cost of one before going one bag, they could probably get their teeth fixed. Um, so neither here nor there. I guess people have different priorities. But if you have not listened to my lovely boonie rant from last week's episode, please go back and do so. Also, here's another reminder. I know you have to see and hear things six times in order for it to stick. So I think this is number five. Uh, SoundCloud no longer receives new episodes of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. If you were used to listen um, on SoundCloud or you like SoundCloud, you do have to find another method in which to listen. If you head on over to thebooniebreakdown.com backslash podcast, it gives you all of the places that you can find this podcast. And especially if you listen on an Android device, there is a link that will take you to um, when you click it, it will give you a ton of options specifically for Android devices. So if you head on over again to the booneybreakdown.com backslash podcast, um, and you will see that there. 
Also, if you want to join our Patreon gang, the group chat was popping this week. We had a few people join. So thank you to everyone who joined the Patreon this week. If you want to join for as low as $3, you can head on over to patreon.com backslash the boonie breakdown and join in on the fun and get some extra would you rather questions. We have a live event coming up in a week. I need to put those details out in Patreon, gang. (laughs) So we have a live event every first Thursday of the month. And uh, we have some good times. Group chat. You know, they get extras depending on the level and tier of your membership. So just be sure to read each membership tier in its entirety before you send me a nasty gram about why you did not get some type of benefit. All right. So again, it's patreon.com backslash the boonie breakdown. And if you want to have fun with us on social media, I encourage you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Twitter at Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on TikTok at The Boonie Breakdown. Um, And when sharing this episode, please be sure to tag us on any social media platform. Uh, Put it in your Insta story, a screen grab, a screen recording of you listening. That is dope. But you can also use the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown and the hashtag pod in. P-O-D-I-N. So that is it for me this week with this week's opener. So let's get ready to break it down. Hey guys. So I'm pretty sure this week's guest thought he was going to make it without being on an episode this season. (laughs) I was hopeful. I was hopeful. And no, nope. She could she could been on like thirteen times. Brian been on twenty, and I was like, I'm good. I can kind of sit sit this one out. Uh, it's been a little ratchet this season, and uh, that is not my calling. So not this season. Well, I think I I think I started out very responsible, and I've noticed that. So I started skewing ratchet because yeah, we started out responsible. We had some black liberation domestic violence estate planning it was very yeah. <laughs> man estate planning was this season that's crazy okay yeah okay. T- okay. the time the, the concept flies. of time it flies. it flies you haven't been on here in a while how are you doing buddy i'm spectacular um thanks for having me as always uh now i'm tired uh, my kids turned six this week so um you know just been kind of keeping busy with them <laughs> Like you you said that and it made me think I listened to this podcast and I shared it in my stories and it was talking about women and their different realizations of motherhood. Hearing you say you're tired, we're 36, you have six-year-olds. Yeah. (laughs) Even if I had a baby, it's not possible for me to have a baby this year. So if I had a baby next year, (laughs) I'll be 37. So I would be like... 43, 44 with six-year-olds? Doesn't sound Don't feel fun. bad. I, yeah, I, I mean, we met somebody at, um, the kids are playing t-ball now. So, you know, it's somebody that's mid-40s that has a six-year-old. And yeah, their six-year-old has way more energy than ours put together. So, listen, you could do it. You know, yeah. I'm always, I'm always here for it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is though. It is. It is. Um, it is. It is a lot of fun. You know, it's just that's because you, know, you like being a dad. Kids wake up early. Yes, I do. Um, 
Okay, let's start there. Some people don't like being parents. You really enjoy being a father. Yes, um, that is probably my main level of enjoyment at this point in time in life. But I mean, for some people, it's hard to make that switch. And, you know, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I'll be out of the park. It'd just be, you know, me and the kids. And, you know, you just be seeing people struggling. And I'll be like, you know, hey, ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. So, all right. I had a thought about what we could talk about in this episode. And so my first thing was, what do you think? Okay, so we're coming out of the pandemic, the Ponderosa. And get your vaccines. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we can start there. The state of Maryland, our great state, and Ohio are having lottery drawings now. So in Ohio, they're doing five straight weeks of a million-dollar possibility. Maryland's doing it a little different. They're doing 40 days of $40,000 winners, and at the end, a $400,000 drawing. You get to stay anonymous like you do with the regular lottery in Maryland. Um, so one that lets me know they are tracking who is receiving it because Absolutely. the way they said they, the way they will identify the winner is they pull a number and then the lottery department will send the number to the health department and it matches you up and the health department will notify who wins. Oh, so yeah. I was like, I was like, Oh, so they are tracking who has it. Do you think more States will do this? This cause we haven't got enough people vaccinated air quotes to hit, reach this herd immunity that they wanted. So do you think more states are going to hop on lottery draws? Because this is, so y'all know I messed with a whole, a whole tuppy. I don't know if y'all know that personally. <laughs> <laughs> but this stuff like this gives them great fodder. Because it's like, you want me to have this vaccine so bad, y'all giving, y'all giving away money? So, yes, I do think that there are going to be a lot of states that are going to do this, that are going to give incentives, um, tax breaks, federal tax breaks, I think, are are largely coming. Like, there's no way that they're going to risk people having a (laughs) laissez-faire attitude about getting this vaccine when um, the economy needs to get back to normal. Um, and you can already see like people want it to get back to normal, but it's not, it's not ready. Like it's completely not, not ready. So I think that states are going to find ways to either make sure that people are vaccinated or find ways to incentivize people to get back to work. I mean, cause this one is, or the other is going to happen. I mean, I get it. They need the schools to open. They want people to go back into the, these buildings. We're going to put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that. But this is, it does kind of blow my mind a bit because we've never seen anything like this. I've never can think of a time where the government was just giving out free money to incentivize you to do something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And not even the, a tax credit. I mean, like, here's a check. Thank you. It's a lottery. Yeah. I, I mean, this one is, I, I mean, this one is, is difficult. I mean, I think this is a this is a different scenario versus getting a you know a hybrid car or you know solar panels on your on your roof or something like that like they need this thing to get back to normal like that's the only way that this country thrives because when you have other countries that are trying to 
beat us to the punch and, you know, we're behind the eight ball, it's, it, you know, it's not going to help. Like you need the globalization to open back up. You need America to kind of lead and drive um, this thing. And I think, I also think that if, because other cultures pay so much attention to American culture, that if they see Americans hesitant about the vaccine, I think they impact that impacts some of the rest of the world and how they may view some, you know, them getting the vaccine, especially with us trying to give them doses. I was reading this morning, it was talking about the strain that's in India is now going to be the dominant strain in England in a couple of weeks. And so they were saying that's going to hurt their progress in opening up. I don't know. (laughs) And then you're hearing like, take your mask off. Don't wear your mask. Do this. Like it's all very confusing. And I feel like we're trying, we're trying to push stuff way too fast. And I get why I'm not dumb. I agree with everything you're saying. We want to go on vacation again freely and do all that stuff. But it just seems like it, the, the math not mathing. Like it's, it still seems like a disconnect to what they're saying and what's reality. Yeah, I mean, we were, um, we took the kids to, to Hershey yesterday and it was kind of weird because, you know, the signs when you come in, it's like, all right, adults can take off their mask if they're vaccinated. But then all the kids walking around the park have to keep their mask on because they're not vaccinated. That makes no sense. Like, I'm like, this is this is this is terrible. Like, I'm not wearing my mask. Like, I'm outside. I've I've never really been about the hey, if I'm outside and I'm just walking to the park, I'm I'm not wearing a thing. But um yeah, for the kids to have to wear it, it was just kind of that was kind of weird just to see all right, all these adults are walking around. We're in the middle of Pennsylvania. I know most of y'all don't have this vaccine. You all are lying. <laughs> um, you all are lying. But but that's the point. The, the, the honor system here. Everyone's just going to lie. Yeah. So, I mean, if you base it off of Hershey Park yesterday, 85% of the population has the vaccine. But in reality, it's we like, know that is... It's like 40 to 50. Yeah. That we know that's not the case. So... And it's, and it's supposed to be fully vaccinated. So, yeah. I do, yeah think, we're all I do think good things have come out of this. We just mentioned going back to work. I make it very clear. And I've told my higher ups, I have no intention of ever going back into an office. Like, never. Well, listen, that's how you know you're making too much money because you can, you can lay that out for <laughs> higher ups. <laughs> like yes supervisor i'm never coming back to work try me <laughs> like yeah you can say that it's like what is the reason yeah. what is the reason there's no so like i manage folks and i had already had my team not so they were coming in two days a week because i was coming in two days a week so i was like well it doesn't make sense for me to come in two days a week and then make them come in five days a week. Especially when I knew I could be productive at home. I can get it from like, a, you know, teams that like need to collaborate or like need to plan things out, and, you know, map and game plan and things like that. But you can also game plan when people need to be in the office. So if you know a project is coming up three weeks before say, Hey, listen, two days out of this week, we all need to be in the office 
let's plan for this pool. You have a job, your flexibility, like you need to plan for that and jobs need to plan for you to be able to come in. Um, but again, I think I've told you this is that, you know, some of these stupid companies have paid millions and millions of dollars for these stupid buildings that are just like now sitting and it's, you know, real estate that they can't do anything about. So I get it. Commercial real estate is dictating this because yeah. if everyone is like, we don't need these leases, the commercial real estate in- industry will collapse. Yeah. Got it. When, <laughs> when, when Dave Ramsey was like, yeah, I, I spent what, 400 something million dollars on his new office. I, I was like, okay, I can see why he wanted his people back. Um, Cause they just opened that building last year. So I can see why he wants to have all of his people back immediately because if not, that was a waste of money. You know, it was a waste of four hundred million dollars. But it's just so hard because it's like all of the lies that you were told by employers told people why you could not be home went out the window a year ago when it was convenient for your business to continue operating. Then we were home. (laughs) You were sitting at home. This is is an opportunity for employees to band together and, and, and you, there is a play here for you to, to be like, we need to, even if it's not five days a week, one day a week, but you do not need to be in office every day anymore. So internally, I think like this next year is going to like the next six to eight months is like going to be a crazy time for workers rights because like you have between you know workers that have jobs now that don't feel like they should have to go back into the office and also people like the government did a good job by paying these people you know paying folks an extra 600 300 to 600 dollars a week but you also showed how much money is out here in the economy so like who's gonna like who's gonna voluntarily it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go back to, you know, say, for example, Walmart, where they treat me like shit. You know, I have to work crazy hours and I don't get respect, but I'm also getting paid $11 an hour. When y'all just, not paid sense. Me, y'all just paid me $600 a week on top of my state federal employment, unemployment. Like, this is where I need I'm, people to start. I'm never going back. This is where people need to start doing critical thinking here. This is why you see Bank of America and all of these places raising the minimum wage <laughs> because they're trying to get ahead of that. They're trying to get ahead of people because some people have to go into a building. Bank tellers have to be there if you're running a bank. Um, yeah. Grocery store workers have to be in a grocery store if you're doing a if you're doing a brick and mortar store. So some of these things are just truths, right? But there is a play here to say, <laughs> pay me properly, give me adequate benefits. So I'm with you. I'm I'm curious to see how this translates because, like I just told you, I told my boss, I'm not. I wasn't waiting for no survey to come out. I'm not coming back. Yeah. Because now I commute from Baltimore to DC. I've gotten back three hours of my life every day just from not commuting. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine now having to get up and get on a train to go to DC. 
Yeah. And I'm not going to say that I'm actually working during those three hours that I was commuting between home and No, I might be asleep, but that's what the fuck I want to do with them three hours. (laughs) That's that's my time. That is that is my time. Because you were I wasn't getting I wasn't getting paid for the three hours I commuted, right? But now Mm -hmm. if I decide, oh, I want to go walk at the track or I'm gonna lay in this bed or I'm gonna do whatever, that is a big change of the quality of your life to have three hours back every day. It's a big change. My other thing, after this, I do think virtual events have a place as well. I think people have fatigue over virtual events right now because it's all we could do. Yeah. I think it'll be a boom back in in person, but I do think there's a space and place for virtual events to stay. That's interesting. See, and and maybe I'm thinking short term because I'm like, I don't, I don't even like doing them at this point. I guess my context of this is sorority stuff. It was wonderful. We had a regional meeting on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Kenny can see me, but this is exactly how I attended my regional meeting. (laughs) (laughs) I was in my bed. I was able to knock as I was listening to what was happening. I submitted FSA receipts and I sent out Booney breakdown emails. Like I was able to do other things while still participating and getting credit. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. That can like that can stay. Because before the yeah, pandemic, I, I would have been stuck in some high school sitting there all damn day. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see all of our um, uh, all of our organizations being like, "Hey, we're paying too many lawsuits right now. Um, we're going to do these regional events virtual, and maybe do like a conclave or a national convention in person." Because that's, you know, at least for us, every two years, do that. But the regional joints, keep those online. Yeah, what what a point. What's the point? Because those things were always limited because the capacity. Mm -hmm. This is probably the largest regional meeting attendance they've ever had, ever. It's an easy money grab. All right, sign up, you pay. Yeah. Cool, but I'm going to be online. I don't have to worry about travel. I don't have to worry about hotel. And I'm hoping that our national convention continues this. This is going to be our first one that's hybrid. So if you pay, if you go in person, it's a higher cost. Virtual is a virtual. Thank you. <laughs> I can have my money. Because that's mean, why I didn't attend those things. It's so expensive. By the time I add up a hotel for a week, take off the days, do eat for like I didn't spend three thousand dollars trying to go to a national convention. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I, some places I can see it being very beneficial to keep around. I will say fun virtual events, maybe not so much. Case in point versus that shit is whack now. Yeah, it is. It is harsh. I mean, the <laughs> I don't know when it kind of. I think when the, the when they sold out and focus more on the production aspect. Like I feel like the last one that I mean, I know you didn't appreciate this one, but I feel like the last one that had some intrigue to it was the Gucci. Oh, I watched it because it was the drama. Yeah, I was like, I watched it because of the drama. Um, But yeah, I I did not like it once they started focusing on the artists. When it was producers, the shit was flames. Yeah. When they started switching it to be artists versus artists, it started going down for me. And now they're just, just do a concert. Like, these are corny. 
Yeah, and I think because it's like, I, you know, they start off, when they start off the verse, it's like, all right, sh- should I be singing? Should I be performing? Should I be doing these songs? We don't and got like, ground rules like, yet? They get seven songs in. <laughs> yeah, It's like, all right, they get to the seventh song, and they're like, all right, well, we need to get up. We need to liven the pace up. And I'm like, y'all should have figured this out at the beginning. Like, it happens every Like, y'all not the first one. Every Why time. is this still happening? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think Versus is kind of dead. They could, I mean, I'm glad they got their little money grab. But that shit is dead now. Um, yeah, I'm not feeling. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm ready for concerts probably more than I'm ready for a concert more than travel. And this is somebody who traveled a lot. I miss concerts so so much. But I'm also gonna make this caveat. I'm gonna need a motherfucking chair. A lot of the concerts that I go to are in very small venues. I'm, <laughs> a lot of the artists I see aren't in arenas. They aren't in stadiums. I'm at the Fillmore. I'm at Baltimore Soundstage Sound yeah. on these concrete floors standing up for four hours. My back cannot take it. I need a chair. No, they're going to smash you in there. They got to get this money. Um, so <laughs> you can keep up alive on that. It's not happening. Or I you can pay VIP. I'm going to have to start doing it. Yeah. Um, because I need a chair. Um, yeah, Your back don't but, be hurting, Kenny. So, yes. <laughs> but, I, you know, you, you got to play it out well. You got to get there at a decent time. You got to find an area near the bar like soundstage had like particular areas where you could like sit up near the bar and then you just can't move the rest of the night i am almost 40 years old i need a chair yeah well (laughs) these these small venues are not going to be meant for you because but that's the sad thing because that's the most those are where i go see most of the music yeah very few artists it's very few artists at this point because concert tickets are so fucking expensive and I can't even imagine what they're going to be after this. Um, yeah. that I'm not paying that kind of money to see most of these people. So I'm going to the Snow Allegra's and the Jasmine Sullivan's because they're still in these smaller venues. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- I think I think coming out, I think you might be able to get a seat for the Snow or Jasmine. I think so. I think Jasmine might elevate it because the last time I saw Jasmine, it was at the Fillmore and I was standing. And my back was on fire. She might get a chair. You might get to see her at the lyric. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, Snow was coming, but I mean, before the pandemic, Snow was coming to the Fillmore and, you know, that was going to be a mandatory event. Um, And then, you know, the Ponderosa hit and here we are. I kind of killed everything, but. Yeah, you know, that is that is probably one thing, you know, outside of, you know, I mean, damn near everything, really, you know, because Ravens coming back, we're going to be there. Orioles opening back up um, full capacity. So here's my thing. I do. I didn't expect this to happen to me because I had no problem before going to large crowds. But I will say the pandemic has launched a type of anxiety for me that I didn't think I would have to deal with about reintegrating back to normal life. And so I just went in a sit down restaurant inside for the first time, like in a dining room. The first time I did it was a private party and it was a room with people I'd already been around. So that didn't freak me out. But my uh, mom and I, every time I would go, if I did go to a restaurant recently, it was just outdoors. I was not fucking went inside. Yeah. But we went, the restaurant we went to go to, I was like, shit, 
but they still had it really spaced out. Um, and, and we were okay. I did not die, but (laughs) (laughs) I was very anxious about it still. Like, and I'm just like, this is shit I would have never thought about a year and a half ago. Yeah. So like, I mean, I will say like during the pandemic, like me and the boys, we went a few times to some places just because like that year was hard. There was no way that I was (laughs) like, like I tried to figure out anything and everything possible to be able to do. And it was like, all right, sometimes you guys might want some Bob Evans. All right, so we're going to go to the Bob Evans. And um, we're going to sit. We're going to be quick. We already know our order, the in and out, and uh, we'll make this happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at this point, for us that are vaccinated, and I just kind of like, I thought about this the other day. I don't know if I told you this, but it's just like, if we trusted getting the vaccine, then we have to trust that it it does what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So if we are going to do that, then we have to let the anxiety partially out of our head. Like I was at, I had two weddings back to back, like the same week. The first one, it was just like, all right, I had on two masks. I was <laughs> like, I was like, I was thinking about it the entire time. Like if I had my mask on for, you, you know, if I took it off for a while, I was like, oh my God, where's my mask? I need to put it back on because nobody in there had masks. Like everybody was just like, all right, we're going to have fun. By the time the second one got here, I was just like, why am I doing this? Like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I, 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 just, I, I can't keep keeping this thought in my head of like, all right, well, you need to be like as protected as before. Like, no, you got a vaccine for a reason. You trusted the fact that this thing was going to work, and it, and the reason you probably rushed out of there because like the numbers came back so well that you were like, all right, it's going to work for me. And all right, look at you trying you to ease them, anxieties. It, it like it just it 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 didn't make sense for me after a while. It was just like, all right, you went through all of this. You stood in line for two and a half hours to get your first shot. Like, all right, if you're going to do something, like <laughs> go ahead and do it. Like. You 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 got the protection at this point. Um, and then if it comes out to be a fraud and it don't work, then you learn from that. And then everybody <laughs> tells you that. But at this point, Lord, don't let let that shit be a uh, a fraud. The the conspiracy. Here's the thing: the hotaps and the 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 Q people believe the same thing on this vaccine thing. If you follow yeah. their thought process. Let this shit backfire. Oh, we never hear the end of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Never hear the end of it. I mean, they already got your boy at, they already got Bill Gates up out of the paint. See? Because he's put, trying to put the chip in everybody now. <laughs> he's trying he, to get the chip. And they taking like, them oh, down. No, we, <laughs> we dropping all your dirt. You was with. <laughs> you had an open marriage. Now you're getting divorced. You was yeah. fucking the hoes up at Microsoft. He or, was, uh, what was he? He was with the guy that um, killed himself in the, in the um, Oh yeah, he was on the island, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey will, Epstein's island. I will, however, say with the QAnon Hotep folk, what the fella, what the fuck is happening with Maxwell? You heard about that and now you haven't heard nothing. Maxwell. The Did I miss it? the woman. Oh yeah, what happened to her? Right? Like you haven't heard shit about that. <laughs> Yeah, she's gonna be dead soon. Yeah, like she just went, you were hearing a lot. She was gonna name names and then it's just radio silence. Yeah. So I will say, 
Kenny knows this because I share some things and he jokes me. I hop down rabbit holes, not because I believe, but I do have a natural curiosity about things other people believe. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I hop down this rabbit hole about the people who believe about these sex pedophile rings. That is a really weird, um, it's a really weird rabbit hole to jump down. Yeah, I'll just say that. You don't want to be. Yeah, don't. I mean, if you ever get <laughs> bored, do it. But wow, the stuff these people believe. And the thing, I think the thing with all these conspiracy theorists is that a tinge of it is plausible. It could be. Yeah. A tinge of it is plausible. It could be. I got another question for you. Oh, buddy. Okay. Because I feel like you've done this successfully. So social media, you're not on Facebook anymore. I'm not on the book. You, you're very limited. You're like a, a watcher on, on Instagram. You post every now and then. Yeah. You clear out. Through like 15, I get through like 15 stories and it's like, all right, that, that's, that, yeah. I think I see the same people's stories every week because like that's as far as I get. Mm. So then they keep posting the same people's <laughs> at the beginning. So all the rest of the people that I follow, I had no idea what's going on in your life. No idea. I think you you you're most active on Twitter, which Twitter is my favorite social yeah. media platform. Yeah, I don't do TikTok. Do you think we'll ever? I just started on TikTok. TikTok is very fun. You do need you... to get off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what needs to happen in this back half of the year. <laughs> you need to delete that app because you are. I want to use the word. See how he acts like my father. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I was going to say, do you feel like, because I think about, I was having this conversation with someone trying to pinpoint when social media took over. I was saying yesterday in my Insta stories, when the cicadas came the first time, Mm -hmm. well, not the first time, but the first time I remember them in my life was 04, 2004. There was no social media and I had a very embarrassing, traumatizing experience with some cicadas. There was no social media. Yesterday, I had a semi-embarrassing moment with a group of cicadas. (laughs) And I thought about it like, oh my God, I really, because one of my worst fears is becoming a meme. Anybody who listens to this should know this by now. I had that thought as I was running from my life from these cicadas that like, oh my God, if I fall or something and somebody's like, what if somebody's recording me at this very moment? Or they would have found a blink camera that would have caught you and then it would put you on the internet. So, (laughs) but that's such an odd thing to think of, right? Like, like that is a thought in my mind at a, a random moment like that. Like, God, I hope somebody's not recording me and I end up on social media. Yeah. So I was sitting there trying to think like, okay, in 04, there was no... Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff. Facebook, I joined Facebook December of 2004. I remember that. To now where everyone does their whole life for the gram. Like everything people do in their life is for the gram. Yeah. I was trying to pinpoint the year social media took over. And I think it was like 2014, 15. I think that that's when it kind of, it, it shifted a little bit. Like there was, so you had the, 08 period before the election i think that that was a that was a drastic change at that point um and then you had 
another cycle. That was probably like 2011 where things picked up. You had. Um, I would say 2011 picked up is when I felt like that's for me is when I felt safe enough meeting and meeting and or talking to people from social media in real life. Was that oh, yes. 2011, I see, I, 2012? I still am uh, not <laughs> at that <laughs> at that place, really. Um, yes, you have. Who I mean? One of my old things. We met him on Twitter. <laughs> well, no, see, there's a difference. I met him because of you. So there's a, there's a slight difference. <laughs> Um, I didn't go out of my way to be like, oh, yeah, I met you on Twitter. You cool. Boom, boom, boom. I didn't. He slid up in my DMs. Um, <laughs> but no, like, I for me, that was like 2011. I felt comfortable enough to meet people um, off of social. Yeah. And then I'm going to say that 14, 15, I think, because I'll be honest, like, I'm glad I'm a fairly secure person with myself. Snapchat was why I got braces. Like, that's why I got Invisalign. I've been very vocal about that. Um, (laughs) um, But I just look at what social media is doing. And even to myself included, and even to society as a whole, I don't think we're ever going to recover from the effects of social media. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously I watched the, you know, a documentary that was on Netflix. And I started earlier back in, the pandemic um joe rogan has sat down with the the guy that did the documentary on netflix about the um the social dilemma and i'm like man i just i don't know if my like my 14 year old cousin has watched this but i'm like i feel like this mandatory watching for like some of these people because (laughs) like you can just see like how her like her conversation is based around the like how youtube curates her life YouTube would curate, hey, this is happening. This is what's funny. This is what's going on. TikTok, like TikTok has changed this. Well, I think when you get on TikTok, it automatically starts playing your videos. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't give you the opportunity to kind of like say, okay, let me think about this. Do I want to get engaged? It's feeding you, yeah. It automatically, and it it just continuously cycles. Um, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's one of the main reasons I'm like, I'm not going to get on there. Plus, you know, the TikTok videos that end up being funny. End up they all end up on Instagram. Guys, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, and, and maybe it's just me and maybe it's, you know, I'm kind of old. I just feel like Twitter has, I don't know, maybe it's not as addictive to an extent that like you're not gonna be checking back to see like okay did somebody comment on this post and like continually going through the cycle of like a conversation like that was with Facebook I was just like nah I don't want to I don't want to do this because you're like all right did somebody comment on this post do I need to have a conversation do I need to educate somebody today about this like that's not my I don't I don't yeah I don't want that as my agree. responsibility. I would say Twitter isn't um, transactional in the sense that you're really posting whatever you're posting and you're gone, right? Like, unless it's a question or you're trying to create dialogue or something, 
for the most part, you're just posting it. If you go viral, you might get some type of back and forth. But for the most part, it's like, this is what I had to say, posting, whatever, bye. And Twitter moves so much faster than the other social media platforms that you could post something. And I'd be like, dang, I didn't even see you post nothing today because if I wasn't on at the exact time, time. then I missed it. Um, And so that's why I do like Twitter as well. Um, Facebook is- I feel like Twitter, yeah, I feel like Twitter, you're doing it more for yourself versus like Instagram and Facebook. You're not doing it for the gram. Instagram, you're you're trying to get something in return. Yes, you want the likes. The, the psychology behind likes and comments on Instagram is wild. Yeah. I just still don't understand why they haven't taken away the... I thought they were supposed to be taking away likes, yeah. right? That was a whole conversation. Like, likes are going away, and I still got them. Um, because you do... I do feel that when I post something, I had to stop stop myself from doing that. And for me, what helped, I turned off notifications on all yep. my apps. Because it was like, every time I would post something, I would get a like click like i know what you're liking why do yeah. i gotta go keep opening the app yeah really? it's like and you want to see you want to see like and, and like you may not even like like be a vain person like you're not a person that really cares about what people think but if you see something you're gonna be like all right well what's the number like does this post like do people care about this post if you don't get 10 likes in 10 minutes it's like all right well uh the psychology behind that shit really fucks you up and i just i'm looking like we're adults navigating this and i always think about children and teenagers and young people i look at like some of the girls who i did mentor when they were teenagers and now they're 25 26 27 mm-hmm. and i'm watching the stuff they did now granted we did dumb stuff when we were in our 20s but it, we also weren't filming it, yeah. <laughs> which I'm so happy about that we didn't have to do that. And I'm just watching them like every now and then I'll be the little old, old lady who will be like, you sure you want to keep this up? Yeah. Why'd yeah. you post this? Because I feel like you get caught up in the, oh, it's the gram. You're not thinking about the bigger picture. I will do that every now and then if I see if it's something egregious, but like, I just like fuck. I'm so glad I grew up when we did. Yeah, I mean, it was kids at the park, like literally putting their phone on the ground, making TikTok videos. Like, hey, like, what are we doing here? Like, like you're outside playing, but yeah. you're playing with your phone. It is, <laughs> it is funny watching people do TikToks. Like, it's it's funny watching people do social media in real life in general. Yeah, in real me. life. Um, so it's like, all right, this is this is where we get this from. Man. But you it's guys know, I, I don't know, Kenny, I don't know if I've said this to Kenny, but a few of my other friends, I have a true, like, it, I do think social media has developed some type of mental health issue in all of us because... I don't think everybody's crazy, but I do think it's it, it's altered some things up here Yeah, because we all think everyone cares about us because we all have a platform, right? <laughs> and at the end of the day, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. But I do have a, when I watch people, it's one person who I love on Instagram. I don't have any things about her, but I crack up every time because I'm like, okay, so you walked down the street, you sat your phone down. There's a couple influencers who do this. You sat your phone down. You walked back away from your phone. You hit record first, walked away from your phone, and then started running to your phone to scream into the phone a message 
and or film yourself walking your dog and or film yourself walking down the street in your outfit. So then you go back to your phone, hit stop recording, edit the video, and then post it to social media. That is a mental health issue, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know what type of mental health issue, but it is one because it just fascinates me, the extremes. I have no problem if you're walking down the street and you're like, la, 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 I'm talking, ha, 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 put your phone away. But the fact that you did a whole planned photo shoot with propping your phone up on a tree or a park bench, I start to question things there. Yeah, it's like that portion of it. I always wonder about, like, you know, like you said, influencers. And say, like, how cancel culture, say, for example, like, I feel like as an influencer, you have to always be worried about the perception of what people think of you you have to do everything right because what happens if you're canceled like say people are like all right we got to get you about the paint like you did something wrong you tweeted something back like your Mm self-worth at this point is based off of being able to influence others so if you lose that like and that has now become what you are as a person like what 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 is it like what what is your life at this point it's funny to me because I'm also trying to be very conscious of myself, right? I like to believe that people who follow me, y'all don't know me, right? Because y'all not my real friends. <laughs> You're not my friends. But we do have some type of relationship, right? Because we coexist and bond on social media. Got it. But I'm very, I like to believe that how I am in real life is how I present on my social platforms. I don't feel like it might be an exaggeration because I think if someone follows me on this page, they're thinking, oh, she fucking right now. She doing this, doing that. And half the time I'm probably laid in my bed with my bonnet on. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's funny. Or I think it's, it fits the brand. So I share it. Right. (laughs) So I do think people might have a warped perception of me based off of my brand. That's fine. It might be just an exaggeration. But I do like to believe I am who I am. And I do think I've followed people who were influencers and I liked them when they were smaller. They had a small following. And then when the following got too big, Mm -hmm. I felt it was a change. And then I was like, I got to (laughs) unfollow. Yeah, I mean, like, I can imagine, like, and I don't think it's anything wrong with these people where it's like, okay, you're a bad person. like. That shit is impossible to kind of be like, all right, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feel any particular type of way or like, shit, I, you know, I, I don't post much, but you know, I feel the type of way if I get ten likes, you know, I can't imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine. Can you imagine you are, putting up a picture and you have ten thousand likes? Yeah, like, no, like that I, that changes you. It does, it, yeah. and so it's like I commend people who I follow that. I followed when I was there when you had 5,000 followers and now eight years later, you got 500,000 followers. That shit is dope to me. Like get your money, get your coin. And you are, you've stayed consistent to me in who you are. I like those people. And I do think it's a hard task to do because could you imagine like, I struggle with that. Like how much of that do I want? Because it's like, yeah, yeah I, don't want, I, I don't want, I know you don't want any, <laughs> but my thing is like, I'm not trying to do this for free for 
forever, forever, right? Yeah. But it's like when you start taking them checks, the game do change. Yeah, like you had, like you have to give up a part of you to be able to move forward in this social aspect of life, and it's like, it's like. What? Like you gotta weigh it. Is it's it like, worth it? Is it worth it? It's like, is it worth it at the end of the day? I don't. Because I see people complain who have these large followings. People pop up in their DMs, don't say hello. Uh, they just like, where you get that shirt? <laughs> 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 or they complain because people want to know things about them. Or in case of like, um, I thought about like the whole shit that was happening with the Joe Budden podcast. Like a few of the yeah. people on his network were like, no, I'm not saying nothing. But I'm like. Like you're upset because people are expecting a response from you. Like you can't be that naive, right? Yeah, like you're <laughs> you're you're there. You're part of the network. You're part of the you're you part were of the on the show with the girl, so yeah. you, you got to say something. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just trying to navigate this is. I think about it a lot because I have people, and you know, people be trying to y'all be hyping me up real good, but I have people who be like. You on the brink, like you tell me all the time, which, and I'm not going to say it because I want people to go do it and then I'll be crammed up, but you give me a homework assignment for Twitter, like monthly that I finally am going to do because I found the right thing to do it with. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I could not imagine doing all, because this shit is not, it's, it's not, um, I'm not gonna say it's not backbreaking work, but it's not a walk in the park either. It's a lot of work goes into some of this shit yeah. and to, I do feel bad for people who build these things up and then people go and find an episode from 10 years ago take negating that people evolve and change and now their whole shit is fucked up. Yeah, like you you want to get to a point where I think you get to a point where you can't be canceled because like your base has evolved so much with you that they already know like it's always like, even it's even always if the you new take niggas a step popping back, in yeah, <laughs> yeah, even if even if you take a step back your your base is strong enough that you're not really losing anything because you really got the home to kind of focus on so it's just like you you know you kind of want to get there but i mean you will you'll continue moving i mean you're already a, a local celebrity out here um Oh, nobody you know. know me here. Yeah, well, I won't say that. It was so funny. Um, yesterday at my sorority meeting, in one of the Zoom rooms, I get a message, a private message. Hey, Booney girl. <laughs> nope. Blocked. <laughs> I am Sora Boom. And, <laughs> and I was like, I don't that know is what you speak of. <laughs> That is so funny. I've had it. The only time I had it happen in person that weirded me out, it was when I was still commuting. I'm sitting in Union Station and I think I was on the phone or watching something, had my AirPods in, and I audibly laughed out loud. And I saw this person go like that, like turn behind. And the first time I'm just thinking, oh, I was like, shit, I must have been loud. Like, my bad. Then I, I think my mom calls. I'm on the phone talking, and the girl t- like turned around again, and I was just like, "I was like, I'll call you back. I'm about to get on the train." And she's like, "Okay." And then as I'm standing up to go get on the train, she's like, "I'm sorry." She was like, "Do you have a podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "I knew that was you when you laughed." And I was like, "That is scary." 
nope, nope, nope. I do not want that life. Ever. That, that was kind of scary. So, <laughs> but you heard my laugh and was like, I know that. I know that person. <laughs> and then she had a button on and like she really did know the podcast because she had bought merch. She had like a button on oh, her bag and it was like responsible ratchet. And I was like, oh shit, that's kind of weird. And I'm small. So I can't imagine people who have these larger audiences. Larger followings, yeah. I mean, that's very daunting. And so I guess it's the, the gift and the curse, so. Yeah, I mean, you never want to be Joe Button, but I mean. Uh, Ugh, that's. Mm. But I mean, I, with, the, with the power, it's just kind of like you don't, I mean, not to say like he wasn't charged before, uh, but in regards to what is happening now, it's just like, all right, you. you don't know how to be you don't know how to lead this organization that kind of blew way too much and way too big and it it's like you have too much power um and you yeah, don't he definitely need a business it. partner to keep him yeah level. keep him grounded and level yeah because that whole situation i'm curious to see what happens with it because you know sometimes stuff like that happens and all this blows up and then you never hear about it. Case in point, like you brought up some some major artists getting shot by another artist. And yeah. So it's just funny how some stuff sticks and some stuff doesn't. <laughs> I still don't understand what happened with that situation, but uh, you know, hey. Yeah. All right, Kenneth. Well, any final thoughts, words? Um, no, I do just want to point out again that I have to point out every um Every time I probably come on here, um, Rihanna still has not given you an album, <laughs> and um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. <laughs> See how cool and, he is. <laughs> and uh, in six months, when I'm back on here again, Rihanna still <laughs> will not have given you an album. And, uh, yeah, I was. Ho- I'm hopeful. Like Pixie Cut, Rihanna is back. I will say this. I do think whenever it does come, I think that's the final one. I don't think okay. she's gonna do. I think it'll be her swan song for music. Yeah, it's too much pressure. Yeah, I would I think, just quit right now. Yeah, I, if she does ever give one, I think that's the last one. Yeah, or she I might do so. a double album, round it out at ten, and be like, "Fuck it, goodbye, thank you." I'm gonna keep peddling these panties and makeup. That's all you get. That is all you get. So I'm Sorry. still staying hopeful, Navy. <laughs> <laughs> it's over for you. Whatever. Goodbye, kid. <laughs> All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I want to thank the homie KG for coming on the podcast. He thought he was going to get away this season and he did not. (laughs) But see how he treats me like he's my father. But that's what best friends are for. (laughs) Also, be sure to support our sponsor and use the code Boonie to save 10% on all of your Dame product purchases. They're really, really good devices, guys. So I hope you guys check them out and support All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. You might just hear your review on the next episode. We want five stars, five stars. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. And don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the Ratchet and Me honors the Ratchet and You. Until next time.